Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to a brand new episode of Revelation Communication. I'm so excited that you've taken the time to watch or to listen to this podcast, and I look forward to the word that I have to share with you today. Just a couple of quick reminders before I do get going, however. On Wednesday nights, we do have our midweek Bible study taking place at 7 p.m., right here at Revelation Church and want to encourage you to join us for a great midweek study. Also on Sunday morning, we do have our worship service taking place at 10 a.m. It's a great time to come and fellowship, to come and get a little bit of food. Of course, I'm going to feed you, but I'm not going to feed you until you get fed spiritually and just want to invite you to be part of our church family here on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Also, fellas, don't forget that on Friday and Saturday, November 5th and 6th, we do have our men's camp out out in Desert Center. And ladies, your fall gathering is taking place on Friday evening, November 5th at 6 p.m. And something new I want to talk about, Revelation Church Night of Worship taking place at La Quinta Park on Saturday, December 4th at 6 p.m. We are going to have a great night of worship with a special musical guest, Zach Radcliffe, and just look forward to introducing Jesus to the community here in La Quinta. You can find all the links to our podcasts, our sermons, our Bible studies, as well as any links to our social media pages by heading over to our website, www dot revchurchcv.com and if this podcast or our sermons or our bible studies are an encouragement to you would you please like and subscribe to us on youtube spotify or apple podcasts as well as follow our instagram page at our handle rev underscore church underscore cv and our facebook page where you can find us at rev church cv the text i want to bring with you today 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 14, Paul says this. It's an exhortation to the church at Thessalonica and to you and me. He says, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. You know, Paul wrote to a very spiritually healthy Thessalonian church. And Paul even acknowledged their working faith, their labor of love, and their patience of hope in chapter 1, verse 3 of this first letter that he wrote to them. But as he gets to the final portion of his first epistle, he gives them a wonderful exhortation that all churches, all bodies of Christ, and all believers should take personal. First, and I think the most important is this, it was the warning for the unruly. And what is that warning? That warning is to repent. You know, as Ezekiel was called to be a watchman in chapter 33, so we ought to warn others of the reality of hell apart from Jesus Christ. And there is a call to repent that all people must hear. There needs to be a turning away from sin, from sinful lifestyles, from sinful behaviors, and from sinful ways. And there needs to be a reconciliation of the heart to the Father through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. There is no doubt an attack today on the lives of us all, the saved and the unsaved alike. And each attack is deceitful, it's sly, and it's cunning, and serve one purpose, to keep our hearts and minds off of the reality of sin, off of the need for repentance and away from the one who can wash it all away. And for the unruly, for the unbeliever, the warning is simple. Repent or go to hell. 
Repent or find yourself facing the great white throne of judgment. Repent or come to grips with the reality that for all eternity you will experience torment, sorrow, weeping, and gnashing of teeth in the lake of fire. And listen, I'm not saying this for myself. I'm not saying this for my own personal gain. And, I, and I'm certainly not saying it uh, because it's what I think. It's because it's what I know, because it's what the word of God says. Now ask yourself this, if the Bible is just a fairy tale, like some claim, and has been banned in 52 countries because it could be harmful to the minds of others, why aren't fairy tales like Cinderella, uh, Snow White, or Sleeping Beauty banned? I mean, after all, what is the reality that Prince Charming is going to come and fit you with a glass slipper on your foot or kiss you to wake you up from death or from a deep slumber. What about those fairy tales? Why aren't they banned? Ask yourself why Christianity is illegal in many countries today that will throw you in jail or even murder you for your beliefs in Jesus Christ. Why is Jesus so offensive to some and the savior of the world to others? There is no happy medium with Jesus. You either hate him or you love him because you know him. I'll tell you why. Because it's truth. And just like the truth is trying to be suppressed today regarding things like election integrity, critical race theory, the BLM Inc. movement, and the LGBTQ agenda, anytime the truth begins to be revealed and expose wickedness, expose evil, and expose corruption, that truth is banned, that truth is blasphemed, and that truth is hung on a cross. You know, the Bible exposes the reality of sin. It exposes the existence of wickedness in our hearts and the need to be rescued from the consequences of such behavior. But often, sinners don't like to be called sinners. Adulterers don't want to be called adulterers. Fornicators don't want to be called fornicators. Liars don't want to be called liars. Thieves don't want to be called thieves. And the unruly don't like to be called unruly. And the warning for those is this. Just because you don't like to be called it doesn't make you it. The fact is all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and the wages of that sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You've been warned. Now the second exhortation from Paul is our uh, in our text is to comfort the feeble-minded. Now on the surface this sounds rude. Uh, you know, after all, the the word I think feeble-minded can be likened to something stupid, something idiotic, or something moronic. But in Paul's day, the feeble-minded can be those who are young, uh, who maybe haven't matured emotionally or mentally or spiritually yet, those who possibly lack even the mental ability to fend for themselves or make decisions on their own. Paul says to comfort them. And what ought we to comfort them with? We ought to comfort them with the word of God. We ought to comfort them with the promises of God. We ought to comfort them with the hope of God. We ought to comfort them with the salvation from God. You know, there's not been a greater comfort that I've been able to find than that of the love, grace, and mercy of my heavenly father. And as a matter of fact, in the chapter prior, Paul would say to comfort one another with the words spoken regarding the rapture of the church and be comforted today that one day we will be caught up in the clouds with the Lord and will be with him forever. The third exhortation is this, support 
the weak. You know, Jesus repeatedly spoke of the orphans and the widows, those who really couldn't support themselves. And, and that really has not changed today. In fact, I believe that, that only second to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, the church should support the weak. You know, there are so many today that have need, both great and small, that the church has sadly forgotten about. You know, you have huge buildings filled with pretty lights and awesome audiovisual with glow-in-the-dark pulpits and spiritually anemic and lethargic Christians filling the pews and seats. The church must first spiritually strengthen the body so that the body can go out and support the weak. A weak church has no place trying to support a weak community. But when the church is strengthened, when the church is strong in faith, it can and should be out there supporting, helping, and aiding those who struggle to do it themselves. And the fourth and final exhortation is this, be patient toward all men. You know, patient Patience is indeed a virtue. It's the fourth fruit of the spirit and arguably one of the hardest things to live out on a daily basis. But as Peter addressed the patience of God in 2 Peter 3, 9, when he said that he is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, we too must be long suffering toward all men. Is it easy? No, it's not. I'm a personal witness to that. In fact, Paul would say in Romans 12, 18, if it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Paul, in other words, is saying, listen, I know it's hard, but as much as you can, try to live peaceably with all men. And so with this final exhortation to be patient toward all men, we must look at the patience and long suffering of God toward us in order to understand what it needs to look like and how we need to go about doing it. You know, Jesus patiently endured the agony in the garden of Gethsemane. Jesus patiently endured the pain of the crucifixion. Jesus patiently endured the grave for three days, and he patiently endures our nonsense, our shenanigans, and our knuckleheadedness today. And folks, don't blame me. I know knuckleheadedness isn't a word, but some of us are knuckleheads, and so I'm liking it too, knuckleheadedness. Listen, but Jesus did that so that we can experience his renewed mercy each and every day, so that we can experience his sufficient grace through each and every season, so that we can experience his unconditional love no matter what we've done to no longer deserve it. Just in what Christ patiently endure, endured for you and for me should be enough to motivate us and strengthen us to be patient towards all people in our lives. And so remember today, warn the unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient towards all men. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know Jesus Christ today as your personal Lord and Savior and you want more information, or even if I can just pray for you or pray with you, please head over to our website, www.revchurchcv.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom. You'll find my contact information there, or you can just leave me a message. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Solomon Stewart with Revelation Communication.